this episode of The Female Drive. Um, I saw somebody overtaking me and I was like, what the? It's, you're not supposed to be overtaking. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Female Drive. My guest on today's show has been proving everyone wrong since the day that he was born. Having been born with a spinal cord injury, now at eight years old, he is proving that he is well on the way to achieving his dreams as a driver. He has a clear direction of where he wants to go with his career, and I have no doubt that he is going to get there. I'd like to introduce my guest on today's show, Matthew Knusen and his mum, Kerry. Hi both, how are you? Good, thanks, and you? Yeah, very well, thank you, Matt. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for joining me today. That's a pleasure. Oh. (laughs) So, Matt, I'm going to start from the beginning. I know, how how old are you, Matt? Eight years old, and I'm starting in Honda Cadets this year. Oh, wow, that's really exciting. So you're eight years old, so it probably feels like not that long ago, but how did you get into karting? So it's mostly when, ever since I was, before I even turned one, I've always had a massive passion for vehicles and speed. So so it maybe took me three or four races when I started watching as I was a Ferrari fan back then. Now I'm a massive Red Bull fan. So... Then it just turned into love of sport and because I because I have spinal cord injury, there was nothing really on foot like rugby or football, tennis even, that would really fit me. So then I just fell in love with motorsport and racing, which and to go fast, which which has made me the person I am today, a racing driver. Oh, wow. So you watched Formula One with your parents growing up? Yeah. I mean, mean, even if I wasn't watching, I think if I'd watched other sports first, it would have been a lot harder to get into this sport, but I would would have always wanted to be in motorsport. And Kerry, when did you first notice that Matt was showing an interest in cars and racing? When Matt was a tiny baby, he he was in plaster casts in both legs and, and quite uncomfortable a lot of the time. So we used to put him in his bouncy seat in front of the TV and if one was what drew him at yeah. a couple of months old um, and he would sit forever and just watch the cars going around and he wouldn't do that with anything else. Um, but by the time he was two, he could name any car that we passed on the road. Um, oh, wow. And about three years old, he was naming the models of Ferraris by just seeing a, <sighs> a slight corner of the front fender. Or, you know, he, he, could, he can name, at three years old, he could name more models of cars that I'd even heard of. Yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah. So he's he's just always loved racing, always loved anything to do with cars. Even yeah. now, his favourite outings are going to showrooms, and whether it's you know walking in and, and getting to sit in a Renault Clio or yeah. going into a Ferrari showroom or Joe Macari, he's he just loves anything to do with cars. And 
even if I go to Mercedes Benz World, there's cars there. <laughs> there's cars there. Even if it's not my favorite brand and I get to go somewhere with cars there, it's just as good as being at my favorite brand. Yeah, you just get excited by cars and fast cars in particular. Yeah, fast cars in particular. Yeah. <laughs> and what age were you, Matt, when you first hopped into a cart? I was six years old when I did my training and then seven I started competing and maybe five races it was in my rookie season I got six trophies and four of those have been wins. Wow. I've won I've done nine races in Bambino and six of those I've been on the podium. So that means that you're racing to win. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if I didn't want to win, why would I be there? Yeah, exactly. And Kerry, what were your first thoughts when Matt said he wanted to race? We were completely not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I always loved cars. Yeah. But we had our obvious concerns because of of Matt's difficulties with his legs. Um, We were worried about whether he would be able to control the the car properly, being able to push the pedals. Um, And we looked into trying to find somewhere that we could do hand controls. But we went down to Buckmore Park and they let him go down and just try and see if he could push the pedals, which he could. Um, So he got enrolled in the normal Bambino training there. And some of the trainers said to us at, at first, they thought, you know, as long as you can just get around the track, that's fine. You know, just just let him go and have fun and, and enjoy himself because that was clearly what he wanted to be doing. But fun um, isn't my aim of the game. My aim of the game is to have fun and to win. Yeah, and he yeah. got the fastest times in the training sessions out of all the, yeah, I think there were about 18 kids there and he was the fastest from the word go. Well, in one of the sessions, maybe the second session on the, on the new circuit, um, I saw somebody overtaking me and I was like, what the? It's, you're not supposed to be overtaking. <laughs> and because it lit, lit a fire on you, didn't it? And then it just lit a fire <laughs> and that's when I really got my feel of overtaking. And I would say... Even one time I made a move maybe half an inch away from the barrier and a quarter of a quarter of an inch away from the other cut and I went up the inside. And we didn't touch, we didn't twitch, we didn't spin. Wow. That's, that takes some pretty skilled driving, Matt. Yeah, and all the grown-ups there were like, oh! <laughs> and, and I'm and I can almost imagine it in my brain because mom and dad didn't video it. I could almost imagine it in my brain up the inside. You still re- still remember what it feels like, almost like you had a video camera on. Yeah, but yeah. I don't really focus on stuff in the past. Sometimes I go to see that's what I can improve from what I'm doing now, but I was never really somebody who went back focused on the past because it's almost like the past is the future and you just you just can take stuff 
from the beginning where you started in the love of cars or in the love of whatever you wanted to do, you fell in love with that. It's go time. That's that's great. That's some great insight to have, Matt, from an eight-year-old. That's that's incredible. I'm going to jump back just a little bit. Um, you talked about Ferrari being your first team that you supported and now that you support Red Bull. Is there a particular driver that you support? Well, yes. In particular, Max Verstappen, because when he was at Toro Rosso or started at Red Bull, I don't really remember anything but maybe 2017 or 18 I realized that he was the best driver on the grid and I knew if if I could help him get a better car he would be world champion and this year mom mom sometimes says (laughs) Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton will win and I'm saying no 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 it's going to be Max Verstappen You've got to have that support behind your team. (laughs) You've got to believe that he can be a world champion. Well, yeah, I think he could be a world champion and I think I could be a world champion. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, that's the plan, isn't it, Matt, for you to be world champion? Yes, I didn't want to win. Why would I be there? And Kerry, just as a parent, how do you feel about Matt racing cards? I mean, you sound like you're obviously very supportive and it's it's something that's come very naturally to him. Um, but is there ever like a worry or, or a fear? Not really. So he's, um, the safety side of it is really, really well covered. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you do see the accidents in karting and, you know, there, there is the obvious risks of, you know, getting knocked out of the cart somehow. But if doesn't happen that much really and the safety regulations are are so high and he's he's properly kitted out he's wearing a brilliant helmet and he's got his neck brace on he's he's probably safer in a go-kart than he is on a bicycle I get more nervous watching him ride down the mammoth hill in the park here on his back than I do watching him have a crash in his car. (laughs) (laughs) And Matt, what has your experiences been like so far? Now you've been driving, you've been racing for two years now, is that right? Um, Well, I started racing a a year and a half ago, but I started driving go-karts two years ago. And what's your experience been like so far? It's been an amazing experience. Plus thinking that Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton started in carts like this to now be driving some of the fastest cars in the world you've got that sense you know that I don't know really how to explain it you've got the thing that you want to do you're doing that thing and now you've got to focus on putting all that experience into one place and that is getting to the top and it's been very tricky. I mean, I don't know how F1 drivers do three hours driving at 200 miles an hour without coming into the pits because they're so knackered. <laughs> because even if you're super strong, you still get worn out after 10, 15 laps. You can just do exercises or you can start in faster cars. Well, the reason why I love it is mainly because of the speed, the danger, and how close you are to the ground. I mean, I've 
guess if you go over a bump, when you go over that bump, you're looking behind you, I bet you there might be sparks. <laughs> you're that close to the ground, you can feel the air running over your shoulders in the suit. And yeah, you're doing what you love. Yeah, and and you said you you like the danger, but do you ever get scared at all? I know that I could get hurt, but I never think that I can, but I never think that I will get hurt. I mean, once Ayrton Senna, he said he never thought he was, he never thought he could be hurt in an F1 car. And then the car bit him hard. The whole car was resting on his neck mm. and head. And that's when he realised this is a dangerous sport. You yeah. can be hurting in a front car. And then a couple of years later passed away in an F1 car. But I think he was happy when he died. He's doing what he was doing what he loved. I, lo- I love that you, obviously, you're, you're an F1 fan, but the fact that you know Ayrton Senna at, at eight years old is pretty remarkable. Um, yeah, I knew him when I was seven. Yeah. I've got a model of his car. I've got a picture of him. And the reason, one of the reasons why I chose number 27 as my racing number is because of him. And I'm really happy that mom was able to hold on to me until the 27th because I'm really super happy that I get Edson's race number because I was born on the 27th. Edson won one of his championship with 27. How could, how could anything get better? Yeah, it's a great number to have. What, what a great racing number. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad your mum your mum held on to, to the 27th as well because that all makes sense and it all, all goes nicely together. If I said I could teach you how to drive a racing car or a go-kart fast and I said you can choose any number on your car, what would it be? My number would be 23. <laughs> Why? Because I'm born on, I'm born on the 23rd. And also, I don't know if you follow basketball, but Michael Jordan was 23, and so is LeBron James. <laughs> Good number. Yeah, so you, you're a basketball fan. Yes, yeah. And do you know who else had the number 23? Obviously, he's not racing this year, but Alex Albon was 23. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah did you I remember, I remember. <laughs> Did you tell the story you interviewed Alex Albon? I interviewed Alex Did you? And I had a call with Max Verstappen. I went and I also saw Christian Horner at NK7. Wow, what was that like, having that opportunity to speak with people from Red Bull, like Max Verstappen and Alex Albon, Christian Horner? What was that like for you, Matt? Awesome. Well, I also spoke to Sergio Perez, but... Master Staffan and Sergio Perez was on a call. I met Alex Albon in person, but I did also meet Christian Horner. Wow. In person, but he signed my wheelchair. Oh, wow. But 
He didn't use it, wasn't permanent marker, it rubbed off. I'm so upset. Oh no. <laughs> well, maybe when you're driving for Red Bull one day, he can he can sign it again and make sure he does it in permanent marker this time. <laughs> Although yeah. he Signature as well. Yeah, Alex Albon's signature is on there. Do you know what, Matt? One day they're going to be asking for your signature. It's going to be the other way around. <laughs> one day they'll be like, hey, I'm here <laughs> <laughs> I'll be interviewing them and they'll say, do you know what? We met Matt Knosen the other day and he signed something for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I like to be called Matt Knosen. Knusen. Did I pronounce it wrong? Sorry. <laughs> you did really well. I mean, Knusen. at school sometimes when somebody was handing my reading record, he she said Matthew Matthew Newson. Oh no, Newson. It's a French name. Danish. It's a Danish name. We in the King Knut family. <laughs> well, we've I've got to make sure I get it right because it's going to be a world champion name one day. Yep. Matt Knusen, world champion. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was it like meeting Alex in person? Was he was he nice? He was really nice. He showed me around the cars, but I think I don't actually know how to explain. It. Because it was so awesome. Yeah. He was, he was such a nice guy. When he said, when he came in, he was, he just said, hi, Matt. And I was like, hi, Alex. <laughs> and then he just, he heard that he came there it, only because he heard that I was coming. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's it. Oh, that's that's so nice of him. And that must have been such a nice experience for you to meet, you know, yeah. someone that you aspire to be one day. Yeah, but I'm really upset that he lost the seat for 2021. Of course, I'm happy for Perez, he gets a chance. But I'm sad that Alex doesn't really get that chance because he has got what it takes. I mean, Hamilton just says, Hey Alex, you mind if I spin you because he got spit spun two times because of Hamilton. So <laughs> he definitely has what it takes to be a Red Bull driver. Hamilton's just taken it away. And yeah, Hamilton just tries up the inside spins. Hamilton tries up the inside spins. It's like Brazil 2019 and Hamilton went up the inside and spun him. So... He has got it what it takes, and then he does it again. So, just unlucky. I I agree with you, Matt. I was really sad to hear that he wasn't didn't have a seat for Red Bull this year. And I agree with you. It's nice to see Perez, but I didn't want it to come at the cost of Alex. I I agree with you. Yeah, and Hamilton just takes it away. If it weren't for Hamilton spinning him those two times, he would still have the seat. He would have. Not two podiums, he would have four podiums. Well, maybe he'll get back there one day. It's not it's not definitely end game for Alex, so hopefully he'll he'll get a seat again in another season. But, but at least he's reserved driver, so when Perez is out or Max is out, he'll get put in that spot and he'll get he'll show 
and then maybe he can perform even better than he did in 2020 and 19. So, Matt, you've talked about being world champion. That's obviously your ultimate goal, to get into F1 and to race in F1. Yes, it definitely is. Also in, at Red Bull, that's also part of my goal. Red Bull, Red Bull, let's go. Okay. <laughs> so you've already picked your team. <laughs> so that's the dream, to race Red Bull in F1 and become world champion. Yeah, get, because... They won it 2010 to 2013. Mercedes have won it since then, and they just yeah. getting boring having them on top all the time. Yeah. It's just Mark, 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 Mark. <laughs> well, maybe next season that will change when there's, you know, there's budget caps and, and things like that. That's going to change the sport a bit. Yeah, I really hope so. Now, Kerry, as a parent, what are what are some concerns, if any, um, you have about Matt's future in motorsport and how to get from where he is now into the ultimate goal of F1? Um, yeah, Matt, Matt's got his, his physical difficulties, which do make it harder for him. Um, the way he has to push the pedals on the car, he, he works a lot harder physically than yeah, than, his, than his peers so that is obviously always going to be a, on, in the back of our minds yeah because but when you see him out on track he he handles the car better than anybody else that he's raced against so yeah, far yeah yeah once in a group there were four carts one of them was me everybody spun in the same corner and i just came up said hey yeah you go spin around, I'll <laughs> walk your way through. Yeah, he's he's definitely emulating Max, and he's phenomenal in the wet. And I think for for any parent who's whose child's in motor racing, it's a very hard game to get into properly. Um, you look at how how large the field is in the you know, in the karting levels, um, and you're going up and ultimately wanting to be one of, of 20 drivers in the world in an F1 car. Mm. Um, and seeing a child with such, such specific, such huge dreams, when, when you see your child with such a passion and such a dream, the, the only concern really is you want it so badly for them. Um, and you, you can feel that, you can feel the love and the passion in him. Um, and, yeah, I think, yeah, the concern that, that something stops him from getting all the way there or that that's the concern. There's no no worries about him being out on track or how good he is because he's he's amazing. Mm. Yeah, but even if I don't get there, no problem. I'll just go do some DT. Because he'll be happy in any car. Yeah, I'll be happy in the car. <laughs> I'll be happy in anything that you can get 200 miles an hour. So as long as it's fast, Matt. As long as it's fast and on the ground with four wheels. The four wheels is essential. Yeah. Now, Kerry, just before we wrap up, I I just want to ask you, is there anything in your opinion going forward that the motorsport community can be doing to nurture younger drivers and to make it more accessible and inclusive for younger drivers? Getting into motorsport is... It, it is the most expensive sport in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's very little grassroots investment. I think there's, it's understandable from the point that there are so many young carters and everybody's looking for 
support to be able to to get there. And it's something that's seen the whole way through, all the way up, you know, through F1, even where money talks and ultimately you've got a lot of the, you've got a lot of drivers who have so much potential, but because they don't necessarily have the financial backing to Mm. pay for those engine upgrades or to carry on going to all the races, they disappear out of the sport. Yeah. And so I think grassroots investment is is a definite must um, or even being able to level the playing field a bit. But it very, very definitely is time-consuming and a, a sport of passion. So you hear of so many kids who absolutely love it coming up through the ranks and then decide that actually, you know, it's too time-consuming and they want to be with their friends more or, mm. yeah, it's a, it's a very difficult sport to stay involved in from from so many areas and I guess as a parent your your main goal is just to make sure that as long as Matt loves it you're going to support him and try and support him as much as he can absolutely as long as he's loving it and and wanting to go we'll do everything we can to to get him there yeah um his his passion is an obsession and when we say he lives and breathes racing, it's no exaggeration. Um, so I don't see I don't see any possibility of Matt ever losing interest in it. Yeah. Um, and he's he's got such an incredible natural skill and talent that I think he's he's definitely going to go so far in this. Yeah, definitely. Um, so just before we finish, Matt, is there anything now that you've got the platform to speak, is there anything you want the listeners to know about Matt Knusson and your goals and your ambitions? What? <laughs> what do you want the what? what do you want the world to know about Matt Knusson? Um when in early pregnancy I had a system in my abdomen which nearly cost me my Wow. Born fighting for my life and now. You're still fighting. No, I'm still fighting. If you think you can, you think you can't, you are right. (laughs) So on that note, I'm going to end it. Matt and Kerry, thank you so much for joining me today and for taking the time out to be on my podcast. It's been an absolute joy. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And to the listeners, make sure you remember the name Matt Knusson because I think he's coming for world championship. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> On the next episode of The Female Drive, I speak with driver Sarah Moore. We discuss her experience within the W Series and talk all about her journey to Le Mans.